Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. From KMOX Sports. Okay, boys, here we go. Welcome to the Great Bar Sports Open Line. Those bits swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. Great Bar, your distributor for electrical and data comm needs. Here we go. Now, Matt Pauly on America's Sports Voice. KMOX. All right, man, let's get going here. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Let's go. On a Friday night, we welcome you in. It is time for another Gray Bar Sports Open Line as we start to wrap up this week's worth of shows. But we've still got a lot coming up over the next couple hours. We will take you till 8 o'clock this evening. And uh, we're going to talk a fair amount about the World Series. Game 1 of the World Series is going to be uh, getting started later on this evening. We'll talk Blues hockey. They got a nice win yesterday, knocking off the Calgary Flames 3-0. They're right back at tonight. Their first back-to-back of the season as they take on the Canucks. We'll talk a lot. We're going to talk a lot about City SC today because they are opening up their playoff run on Sunday night when they welcome in Sporting Kansas City for the first of a three-game series. It'll go St. Louis, Kansas City, St. Louis if needed for that third matchup. Um, And this is going to be a lot of fun. And for everything that this team and this organization has accomplished this year, now it gets really real, really fast when they match up against Sporting KC on Sunday night. So uh, uh, soccer guest tonight, uh, Jake Zivin, is going to be doing the broadcast for uh, Apple TV. He's going to join us in about uh, 15, 20 minutes. And then next hour, we're going to hear from uh, Bill McDermott, Sir Soccer, who's been all over the KMOX airwaves, and rightfully so. We're all talking soccer right now. And uh, when we're talking soccer, there is nobody better to talk to than Bill McDermott. So he's going to be with us coming up in uh, just a while. Big soccer night also uh, tonight locally because the St. Louis University women's soccer team, they are opening up their postseason run. The A-10 tournament underway. SLU is the one seed, and they are going to host VCU tonight, and uh, that's a game that's going to get started in about 45 minutes. So if you're looking for something to do this evening, you can head on over to uh, Tournament Stadium and watch yourself some uh, SLU women's soccer. So a lot going on from a uh, from a soccer standpoint for sure. Thought it was a big win for the Blues yesterday, and the question that I have about this team is are they going to find some level of consistency? And that's going to, that the answer to that question probably determines whether or not they are a team that legitimately can be a postseason club this year. Because you look at the last now five games, they've gotten into a little bit of a trend here. Bad effort against the Coyotes, challenged, they beat the Penguins. The last four games, excuse me. So bad effort against the Coyotes, bad execution against the Coyotes, not a good performance. 
They get challenged. They come back with a nice 4-2 win against the Penguins. They follow that up with a not very good performance against the Jets. Again, they get challenged. There's lineup changes. There's all kinds of things. And what do they do? They come up with a 3-0 win against Calgary. So they've gone loss-win, loss-win, loss-win through their first six games of the season. Now we'll see what they can do tonight. Jordan Bennington's going to be back in goal. They went with Hofer yesterday. He pitches his first shutout of his uh, career. And uh, they got a... They got a couple early goals in the first period. They were able to make those uh, hold up, and then they uh, they, they get the win. So uh, late night tonight, by the way. They will not play until 9 o'clock this evening in Vancouver. Already game three of this uh, four-game road trip. The final Canadian game they'll play. They'll wrap up the road trip with a matchup in Colorado before eventually returning, uh, I believe it's next Friday, is when they are going to be back in St. Louis at the Enterprise Center. They'll match up against the Devils. Yeah, that's going to be um, next Friday, November 3rd, so a week from today is when they'll next play a home game. Uh, up next, though, we are going to be joined by uh, Frank Cusimano, Sports Director, Channel 5, KSDK. We'll talk Blues with him. We'll talk Cardinals. We'll talk City SC. We'll talk Slew Billikens. Uh, we'll talk the, uh, the the Wingo decision that was made uh, earlier this week. He talked uh, to somebody associated with that. We've got a lot to get to with Frank Cusimano. He joins us in just a moment. It's a great bar. Sports Open Line on KMOX. Welcome back into a Gray Bar Sports Open Line here on KMOX. We're very happy to be able to go to the Quiver River Electric Guest Line, and we welcome in the uh, sports director at Channel 5. He is Frank Cusimano. Frank, great to talk to you as always. How are you? Matt, doing well. Great to be with you, and great to be on 50,000 Red Hot Watts. You know, I was thinking about this today when uh, when I knew I was going to be talking to you. I, I flashed back to a conversation we had in the Cardinals clubhouse towards the start of the city season. And we were kind of joking around about the terminology. It's not a, it's not a shutout. It's a clean sheet. It's not practice. It's training and just, you know, getting used to all yeah. those things. And here we are cities going into the postseason. Do you, have you gone all in on this team and on soccer? And what has it been like for you just watching this city team do what they've done throughout the course of the year? Well, it's, it's been awesome. And it's exactly what the doctor ordered because the Blues were playoff lists, the Cardinals were playoff lists, and now we have uh, the Western champions. So the Western Conference champions, it's been awesome. And I've just been amazed. You know, like in football, they always say, like, if you have a great owner, if you have a great head coach, and you have a great quarterback, you're going to have a great franchise. Well, in soccer, it's probably a great owner, a great head coach, and a great goalkeeper. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the story, along with all their other pieces. It, it's no it's no like real uh, revelatory thing that uh, if you have great ownership, you're going to have a great franchise. And this Carolyn Kendall and the Taylor family and Jim Cavanaugh, they've done everything so first class. The way they built the facility, the way they treat the players, the way they've embraced themselves in the city, it just could not have gone any better. Yeah, I've been part of some kind of startup type sports operations and nothing ever goes all right. It rarely does more than half of the stuff go right. You always have all these issues that pop up on you and, and you didn't even know they were going to be there. I'm sure there was some version of that with uh, City as they got things started, but we certainly couldn't see it. it. It seems like they knew exactly what they were doing from the moment this operation got started. Yeah, and you know what really helped was because of COVID, they had to push it back a year. And that gave Luke Fenn and Steele another year to recruit 
and discover and sign players from all over the world. I'm telling you, that extra year was really big for City FC. We're talking to you on uh, night one of the World Series, Rangers, Diamondbacks, uh, two teams that if you're trying to kind of see how they compare to the Cardinals and what the Cardinals can learn from them, the Rangers just spent and spent and spent and spent money each of the last two off seasons Uh, for the Diamondbacks. They kind of stayed the course. They made some smart decisions, especially at the trade deadline. How do you apply what those two teams have done to get to the World Series to what maybe the Cardinals should be doing? Well, uh, look, it's interesting because I think the Diamondbacks, and I'm sure they weren't thinking about the 2011 Cardinals, but what John Mozeliak did at the deadline to completely redo the bullpen and to kind of get lucky with some pitchers, that's the way the Cardinals won that World Series. And with the Diamondbacks, they pick up Seawald at the deadline. He's six for six in save opportunities in the postseason. This Kevin Ginkle, they bring up from the minor leagues. He doesn't allow a run in the postseason. He's scary. And then you have uh, Ryan Thompson, who was released by one of the smartest organizations in baseball, the Rays. Mm-hmm. So, you know, as Bob Lemon once said, the two most important things in life are good friends and a good bullpen, and that's the way the Diamondbacks have gotten there, along with some good drafting, and they got some good young players. But with all of that said, is Texas is going to win this World Series. They have the best player, Corey Seager. They have the hottest player in Adelis Garcia. And I, I like their big two starters, Ovaldi and Montgomery, better than anything that Arizona can throw. And I just have a feeling that Max Scherzer, who hasn't been spectacular, I'll grant you that, he's going to have a good World Series. He's going to have a good Game 3 start. I think it's going to be Texas. There's a lot of people with Cardinals ties between each of these two teams, and I think uh, yeah, you do the thing. Cardinals fans do the thing. And there was even an article written the other day about what it would look like if the Cardinals still had all the players that were still alive in the postseason. It's fun to think through that. Most of those players left for a very specific reason and something came back for them. Or you have a Garcia who every team had an opportunity to pick him up and and they didn't. But at the same time, we do at, at the end of the day, a lot of guys who used to be Cardinals or used to be in the organization are participating in this World Series. Yeah, and, you know, you think about it, if you go back a few postseasons back and you had Randy Rosarina, Adolis Garcia is the 2023 version of Randy Rosarina. Unfortunately, we have a lot of outfielders that hit 13 or 14 home runs, and then you have those two guys. Just imagine if you had them in your lineup. And granted, I'll give you that, every nobody really believed Garcia was going to be the answer, and all he does is hit 38 home runs and drive in over 100 runs. So those, he is something to watch. He, he has been really fun to watch. Where are you at in terms of the belief that the Cardinals are going to follow through with what they said towards the end of the season, the pitching, 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 the three new starters being brought in, bullpen kind of being rebuilt? Uh, are Do you feel like they're going to be able to pull off what they want to pull off? Yeah, I do. Um, it's, it's not the Cardinal way to outbid, you know, really, really big market teams for starting pitchers. But I think I've mentioned this to you before that, Matt, let me, let me just say this. is Bill DeWitt's 81. He's worth over $4 billion. Uh, all he's done is win. So why not have a little less money in your grandkids' trust funds and make everybody in St. Louis happy and, and go out and get Aaron Nola? And go out uh, and get uh, go to Japan and get the marquee free agent pitcher there, or maybe Sonny Gray. 
I mean, you can turn this thing around like like that. Yeah. But you're going to have to spend. And here's the thing, too, is I think I don't want to sound like too negative about this, but the Cardinals should have to acquire these pitchers um, by spending a lot of money because they owe it to the fans. And you you can't do they They have to pay the price. Let me put it this way. They have to pay the price for not developing good pitchers in their minor league system. I don't want them to trade Nolan Arenado to get number two starter. You need elite players. Because you have not developed great starting pitching, Bill Witt, you've been a great owner, the best owner in St. Louis history. you got to pay the price because you've done – our minor league and our farm system hasn't done it enough. you got to acquire pitching by paying for pitching. And you haven't been able to do that you know, in St. Louis for a long time or haven't had to do that, but now you have to do that. I don't want to trade the elite talent – I want to just pay for it. Yeah, Frank, I think you're spot on. And I could, as someone who worked around the Brewers for six years and and watched a Brandon Woodruff and a Corbin Burns and guys like those getting developed, I think there is a difference in the way that the Cardinals uh, develop pitchers, whether it's from a technology standpoint, everything. I think there's a difference in what the Cardinals do and what the Brewers and what the Rays and what the Dodgers do. And if I was the Cardinals, I would be looking around a little bit and seeing where you can improve that development process specifically for pitchers. Yeah, you, you in your system right now, you have Tink Hens who could end up being a number two starter, but it's not going to be next year. And then you have Roby, who's could end up being a three starter, but probably not next year. I, you're going to be a good staff next year. If miles Michaelis has a number four next to his name yeah. and Steven Matt has a five next to his name. But if you're trotting those guys out at two and three, you're not, you're not going to beat the Milwaukee Brewers and you're certainly not going to beat, you know, the powers of the national league. Before we get you out of here, right around the corner from college basketball season, I know I always love talking to you about slew basketball. It seems like nobody has a real firm grasp on what this team is going to be this year. If you squint, you can see something pretty darn good, but it takes some unknowns playing pretty pretty good basketball and some players who uh, were in lesser roles last year stepping up into bigger roles. What's your excitement level about the Billikens? Well, it's always really exciting. I mean, I have this unhealthy relationship with basketball. In fact, my wife said to me the other night, I honestly believe that you love me more than you love basketball more than you love me. And my response is, but I like you more than tennis. So um, anyway, um, I've been to, I went to the uh, game the other night and I'll go on Sunday. Uh, Here's the thing is they have three perimeter players that I love. I mean, Gibson Jimerson has 1,300 points. Sincere Parker is one of the more gifted offensive players they've had there in years. And Larry Hughes Jr., I'm telling you, this guy was a a third option at CBC High School, and now he has become a prolific three-point shooter. He may be the best defensive player of the A-10. The problem they're going to have is in in the center spot. They're waiting to hear about this Georgetown kid who's been practicing with them. Um, but he may not be eligible. He's a, he's a two-time transfer, and the NCAA has not been great in granting eligibility. they got a 6'10 kid who's not healthy. They have a 7'1 kid, Bruce Zhang, who's not ready. They may end up having to start Terrence Hargrove, who's a fine player, at center at 64. I know the game is smaller now. A lot of perimeter players, we've seen it with Golden State Warriors. Uh, I just don't know if they can rebound uh, like they need to rebound and be really good. I still think Travis Ford's a good coach. 
I think they got 16, 17 victories in them, hopefully. I lied. One last thing, because you had a you had a sure. tweet earlier this week that was probably the best tweet in St. Louis sports over the last week. It was a conversation uh, that you had with uh, Ryan Wingo's dad after Wingo committed to Texas, and his dad made it very clear that signing day is not till December 20th. It, does, does Mizzou still have a chance here? Uh, I would say no, and here's why, is that Mizzou worked as hard on this recruit as probably any recruit they've ever worked on. I mean, maybe as much as Luther Burton. It's probably right there with Luther Burton. And to have him at Mizzou this often over the last couple of weeks and for it to, to trend this way and all the blood, sweat, and tears they put into this thing. I mean, let me tell you something. You know my my friend Corey Miller, my reporter at KSDK, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. He went to Mizzou, and Ryan Wingo spent more time at Mizzou than Corey. I mean, every game I went to, he had Mizzou gear on the sidelines. He went to name, image, and likeness families down there and partied with Luther Bird. He was there last Sunday. It it looked like it was going to happen. So I think when he chose Texas, uh, my take is, and I've talked to many people in the program, I don't think Mizzou is ever going to call Ryan Wingo again. Now, if the Texas deal went south, something happened he didn't like, he could call Mizzou and Mizzou said, yeah, we'll take you. But I I think Mizzou is not going to recruit him anymore. Interesting. That's a very interesting take. He is uh, Frank Cusimano. He is the absolute best. You see him on uh, Channel 5 at KSDK. Frank, thanks so much for the time as always. We'll talk again real soon. Great to be with you, my friend. Talk to you soon. Frank Cusimano joining us here on the program, taking a few moments and That's very interesting what he had to say because when the Wingo family is saying, hey, signing day isn't until December, to hear Frank say that Mizzou, unless unless they come back to Mizzou, Mizzou's kind of done with them, uh, that certainly is something uh, interesting. Not that uh, he's likely to switch his commitment from Texas, but... I guess you never know. All right, we're going to switch gears. We're going to talk uh, City SC soccer. Jake Zivin's going to be on the call on Apple TV Plus as uh, the lead crew for Apple TV making their way to St. Louis for this matchup on Sunday night. We'll talk with Jake in just a moment as we roll on with the Gray Bar Sports Open Line on K. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, 
energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. MOX. This is the Graybar Sports Open Line. Goes mid swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Back at it here on a Friday night. It is a huge soccer weekend. City SC has their first ever playoff match coming up on Sunday night as they open up a best of three series against Sporting Kansas City. Of course, we'll have it for you right here on KMOX or an audio side from a video side as they've been on all season long. You'll be able to uh, see it on uh, Apple TV Plus and MLS Season Pass. And we're very happy to welcome on to the show. He is the lead uh, play-by-play broadcaster for the MLS uh, season pass uh, package. He is Jake Zivin. You follow him on Twitter at Jake Z-I-V-I-N as we welcome him in via the Quiver River Electric guest line. Jake, great to talk to you. How are you? Uh, doing great. Can't wait to get to St. Louis. What a night it's going to be. It's going to be a late night, but it's going to be a great night on Sunday. Talk through uh, your excitement level for seeing the uh, the first ever playoff yeah. match being played in St. Louis. Yeah, that's what it is, right? I mean, uh, the first one is going to be special, and especially considering the way that St. Louis City has made it to this point as the one seed in the West hosting a rival from across the state in Sporting Kansas City. It's not like, okay, this is the first playoff game, but they're huge underdogs, and they're the eighth seed against the one seed, and it's going to be fun to get one at home, but they're probably not going to go any further. There's the double excitement of, Okay, now what can this team do? This team that defied all expectations in the regular season, that defied all pundits' predictions, now it's playoff time. Can they keep it going? Can they actually compete for MLS Cup? It's fascinating in that regard. The excitement level, I'm sure, is going to be through the roof. And we've been so fortunate to be at City Park for several games this season, including the home opener, including the first match against Sporting Kansas City. The atmosphere is electric. It's special. It's so good, and I can't wait to be there for the first playoff match. What's the first thing you mention when somebody comes up to you and says, hey, you know, I've heard pretty good things about what's going on in St. Louis. What's it like to do a match there? I say it's the best atmosphere in MLS right now. And this is coming from somebody who spent eight years as the television voice of the Portland Timbers at Providence Park, which had a similar impact when the Timbers came into MLS in 2011 of, oh my goodness, this is a cathedral of soccer. The atmosphere is incredible. This is so good to play here. St. Louis is like that. The fans standing throughout the game, the excitement level right now, this year, for me, for the stadiums we've been to, it's the best atmosphere in the league. And there's great atmospheres in MLS right now. You know, it's not like when the Timbers came in, when it was kind of new, Portland and Seattle and Toronto a little bit, they were doing something different with this kind of fervent crowd, felt kind of more like Europe than maybe, uh, you know, a, a Major League Baseball game that's more fam- family-friendly, et cetera. Uh, now it's common across the league to have these great environments. But I think what St. Louis, what City Park has been like this year, has been the best, the best atmosphere that we've been to. There's been some local grumbling about the game time on uh, Sunday night, Sunday night, <laughs> 9 o'clock, but uh, I remind folks, you and you and Taylor, the lead broadcast crew for Apple, Apple TV, you guys are coming in for this matchup, for this series, so it's, it's clear that MLS has, has a lot of respect for what this series could be. Absolutely, right, and look, I, I'm not privy to game times and, and how those decisions are made, and if you look at the playoff schedule, there's uh, a clear, I think, uh, decision and directive to have each game stand on its own, which I think is great. Now that it's playoffs, 
everybody wants to watch every game, I think. So it's going to be a different scheduling philosophy than it was in the regular season. Yes, it's late, uh, and the weather's going to be interesting, and it's a Sunday night. But for me, those sort of factors into a playoff game, it just kind of adds to it, and it adds to the lore. Again, I've, I've called Portland Timbers games for a decade, and they've made it to three MLS Cups in my time. So I've called a lot of really big games, a lot of really big playoff games. And it's this time of year when the rain's coming down and it's dark and it's cold. It just adds something to the game. Uh, And so I think all of those, the weather elements, the late night element of it is going to add to it and make it even more special. One of the major narratives about City SC going in is they had a slow finish to the regular season, uh, getting shut out in their final couple uh, matches. At the same time, they kind of, they knew what they had already accomplished for the year at that point. Is it, uh, is it worth being worried about them being able to flip a switch back on, or do you feel like everybody kind of gets it when the playoffs get started? No, I think, I think it's, it's an interesting point, and it's a factor. MLS is a league, historically, where the teams that come in at the end of the season playing the best are the teams that end up making runs to MLS Cup. Seattle is a team that has perfected that over the past decade, and they've won two MLS Cups. Uh, and they've been to four MLS Cups. Portland, a team that, that was really good at that. Before that, the Bruce Arena LA Galaxy with Landon Donovan and Robbie Keane and even David Beckham at the end. They figured out how to do that. This year, that version is, is kind of sporting Kansas City, mm-hmm. maybe unfortunately for St. Louis City. It was by necessity for them. They had the worst start to a season in, in their history, three points through 10 games. May 1st, they had three points. Since May 1st, they have the most points of any team in the West, just above St. Louis City. So this is a team that has been forced to be at their best to even sneak into the playoffs, but they have been. So they're coming in with a ton of momentum. Whereas, yeah, St. Louis City have been cruising for the past month or so. They clinched relatively early. And they do have this feeling, I think, of kind of playing with house money because of, look, if they lose the next two games, it's just still going to go down as a historic and incredibly successful season for St. Louis City. So I do think it's an interesting factor into this series. I do think it's something worth talking about. I don't think, though, that it's going to affect this St. Louis team that has defied expectations and has stepped up when people thought they couldn't throughout their entire season. I think they're going to be up for it. I think they're going to be at their best in this playoff series. doesn't mean they're going to win the series. It's going to be a difficult one. But I don't think that it's going to be a total flop. We're talking with Jake Zivin. He's going to be on the call for the City SC uh, Sporting KC playoff matchup on uh, on Sunday night on Apple TV. Uh, generally, rivalries in sports, a lot of times they're kind of fan-driven. They're not athlete-driven. Uh, yeah. With this, though... It seems like there's some some smack talk from each side that's legitimate. There was there was the you know the dust up over who the uh, soccer capital of the world is. I mean, there's just right. there's a there's a lot going on. I don't know if these organizations especially like each other at this point, and that's just another thing that that's added to this. I, I was talking with uh, Indiana Vasilev a, a few weeks ago, and you know he basically said if the fans don't like Kansas City, then I'm not going to like Kansas City, and I'm going to make it personal. Like it, that that seems to Love exist. It. Love it. I think so. It's interesting when we talk to people. Look, T- Taylor Twelm, my broadcast partner, St. Louis guy, and I had these discussions over the past week when the pairings for the playoffs became apparent after decision day. Okay, what's the best series? You know, if it were up to us, like where would we most want to go? And there's Columbus, Atlanta, out east, but the eyes went to if it's Kansas City, St. Louis, because 
not only is it St. Louis's first ever series, but it's a rivalry. And then you would kind of talk to people about it, and there'd be some pushback. Well, it's not a rivalry. They've only played three times. It can't be a rivalry yet. I don't agree with that. And we were here for the first ever game against Kansas City when St. Louis won 4-0. It was an incredible game. You could feel it. You yeah. could feel that it was that it was a rivalry. Uh, it's gonna, of course, it's gonna grow, and there's gonna be history to it. But I, I'm I'm not as knowledgeable about it as Taylor is or, or yourself. But there's a rivalry between the two cities, and you go back to the 1985 World Series, right? And and now you have it competed at, at the MLS level every year, multiple times a year in the same conference. As long as they stay in the West, it's gonna, both teams, it's gonna be a, a wonderful rivalry and. This will just add to it being a playoff series in, in the first year of it. St. Louis is well represented on the finalists for the MLS end of season awards. Bradley yeah. Carnell up for coach of the year. Uh, Roman Berkey, goalkeeper of the year. Tim Parker, uh, defenseman of the year. Edward Leuven, newcomer of the year. You feel like those city individuals have a good shot at these awards? I do. So I think that the coach of the year this year is the most difficult decision in any award that I've since I voted, which has basically been for the past decade between Bradley Carnell and Pat Noonan. They both deserve it. They've both done an incredible job with their clubs. I voted for Pat Noonan and we made our votes public because they finished with 13 more points because I think the, the East was much more difficult as well than the West. And because I think Bradley Carnell, who's done an incredible job, and so is Luchvon and Steele, but he's getting helped out in that regard by a failure of punditry in the preseason, right? Because Mm -hmm. everybody thought this roster was terrible. So the argument is, well, he took a roster, a team picked to finish last, to, you know, to, to first. Well, okay, is that Bradley Carnell, or is that everybody that picked him last was wrong? You know what I mean? And, and I think there's a little bit of both, and he's clearly done an incredible job. It's also a good roster that's been assembled, and they knew what they were doing. Bradley Carnell, Mitch Steele, and Carolyn Kindle at the top knew what they were doing in, in putting this team together in every way. So he would be so deserving of that award. I do think he's going to win it. Great battle with him and, and Pat Noonan. I think Roman Berkey is going to run away with goalkeeper of the year. What a season he's had. What an addition he's had. To be tough for Edward, Edward Leuven with Yorgos Jakomakis, maybe the front runner. I did vote for Edward Leuven as newcomer of the year because of the impact that he's had on, on the St. Louis team and the system and just helping get everything right and bringing everything together. Uh, and then uh, for, uh, for defender of the year, it's a difficult one. right? Tim Parker is, is a deserved finalist. I'm not sure who's going to win that. I want Matt Miazga. Cincinnati, rewarding an incredible season. But I think Tim Parker has a great shot. Pat Noonan is a St. Louis guy, so if you're not going to vote for Bradley Carnell, I don't think you've offended too many people with that one. No, and we split it. So Taylor, I know, voted for Bradley Carnell instead of his childhood friend, Pat Noonan, (laughs) who he grew up playing with in St. Louis. So I had, to, I had to give Pat a vote for our broadcast team to, to smooth things over in case we have to call a Cincinnati game down the line in the playoffs. Before we let you go, we definitely want to mention that this first match is free to watch on MLS Season Pass via the Apple TV app, also online at tv.apple.com. And uh, you guys have had just an amazing season of content and obviously Messi coming into the league uh, didn't hurt with that as well. But uh, I know there's still soccer left to be played, but I have to think that everybody who's been involved with kind of a, a first year project, you have to be able to sit back a little bit and be pretty proud of the content that was produced this year. Oh, I think so. And it was something that I was so excited for when this project began, right? I, I really, I, I've said it since the beginning. I feel like we are, blazing a trail in sports broadcasting. And I think maybe it's 10 years, maybe it's five years, maybe it's 20 years, but it's going to be looked back on as the first kind of leap 
into what is going to be considered just the normal way to consume sports and to, to consume live, sport, live sports, streaming uh, anywhere in the world, no blackouts, not worrying about that in a relatively convenient way. I'm extremely proud to have been a part of it for MLS season pass on Apple TV all year with Messi coming. I mean, that just added a whole other level to it and visibility. And, you know, Taylor and I called most of his games and it was uh, quite a spectacle and quite a show and, and so great for the league. So great for, for us at MLS season pass on Apple TV. And I think these playoffs are going to be a perfect way to end it now. Um, yes, no, no Messi. And, and I kind of like that in a way because now the spotlight can shine on St. Louis city on FC Cincinnati, on teams like that, uh, and what I think is going to be an incredibly dramatic and interesting playoffs. And I don't know who's going to come out on top. And, and I think that's extremely exciting that you look at that could be eight, nine teams that you can make a legit argument. Yeah, that team could win MLS Cup, and yeah. you wouldn't be surprised. So, uh, man, it's going to be thrilling. He is uh, Jake. So, by the way, Jake, if you got a random FaceTime call earlier, that was me trying to send your number to my producer and fat uh, fingering <laughs> it. So it, that that was me in case you did get something. But uh, we uh, we certainly appreciate you taking some time. Have a great call this weekend. If I had known, I would have picked up. So I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry for <laughs> declining the FaceTime. No worries. <laughs> Thank you so much, Jake. Cheers. All right, there's Jake Zivin joining us via the Quiver River Electric guest line. True story. I was trying to get uh, Drew Young's working uh, in the producer's chair today. I was trying to get Jake's phone number over to him. I was clicking through the contact on the uh, on the thing, and all of a sudden, I'm FaceTiming Jake. I'm like, oh, my gosh. I'm, I'm My parents do that. My parents constantly. Uh, I'm just throwing my dad under the bus right now. Uh, phones call when they're not supposed to call. So now if, like, my wife or I do that, you know, it's kind of a funny thing because my parents do that to us. And then I did that with Jake. I, I FaceTimed it on network. All right, uh, let's take one more break this hour. We'll come back, wrap up the first hour of the program. It's the Bar Sports Open Line on KMOX. This is the Bar Sports Open Line. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Starting to wrap up our number one of the program. It is a gray bar sports open line. As always, if you want to get involved in the program, you can do so calling, texting, tweeting. You call or text 314-436-7900. 314-436-7900. You can also uh, tweet into the program at Matt Pauley on air. M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. The World Series is going to be getting underway in just a little while. The Rangers are matched up against the Arizona Diamondbacks. The Rangers are considered the favorites. Drew Young working tonight uh, in the big chair. Matt Pajeski's got the uh, night off. Drew, you actually found out you were doing this about uh, 20 minutes before getting here. So uh, kudos to you for finding your way uh, to uh, to the studio tonight. Are you like most? Do you think the Rangers are going to win, or are you giving the Diamondbacks much of a shot? Uh, if I had to pick, I would say the Rangers, just because like the Diamondbacks have been struggling a little bit. It Took them a while to get here, but yeah. I uh, 
the uh, the former president George W. Bush is going to be uh, throwing out the uh, the first pitch. Of course, he was part of the uh, ownership group there in Texas uh, with the Rangers. So he is getting quite the round of applause as you would expect inside of that ballpark with the first two games being played in Arlington. Now, the last time you really remember him, I don't know if it was the last time he threw a first pitch, but of course you remember uh, World Series post nine eleven and and everything that went along with that. He just did an interview with Derek Jeter. I think it was. Derek Jeter that night who asked W whether or not he was going to throw from the, from the, you know, the base of the mound or go on top. And I, I, if the, if I got the story correctly, I may need to be reminded on this. I think W was going to throw from the bottom of the mound, not go all the way up. And I think it was Derek Jeter who's told him, Hey, you're the president. You should you should throw from the top of the mound. Oh, yeah. And Jeter just now interviewed him on the Fox broadcast, so that was kind of interesting. Oh, he just threw a first pitch. He bounced it, <laughs> and he he did not go up top. I mean, I, I know W's a little older now, yeah. uh, and he was uh, throwing to uh, Pudge Rodriguez. Uh, but yeah, he uh, the former president bounced it in. Mm. So, what's your strategy if you're doing a first pitch like? I've never done one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think I'm going all the way up, but I think I'm going like halfway up. Okay. I'm going. I, I don't want it to look like I'm on the grass. That's mm-hmm. the thing. When when there's pictures or something later on, I don't want it to look like clearly there's the mound and then me. Like yeah. I, I don't want that. So I'll probably be up a little bit, and then I definitely would lob it. I'm not throwing a strike. I'm okay. not. You know. Or, you know. I'm gonna. I'm gonna get it to the catcher, mm-hmm. and if it takes me taking something off it and kind of rainbowing it in, I feel like that. That's better than bouncing it or something like that. I'm going for it. You're if, going. If I'm ever, if I'm ever doing it, you know, we'll see in the future. But I'm going for it. So top of mound, yeah. throwing a strike. Yeah, I, I want. I want fastball exact... straight down the middle. Yep. Okay. Not me. I just I want to get because I I know myself. Yeah. I'm not the most athletic person in the history of the world. I get that. I understand it. I don't have any thoughts <laughs> of grandeur when it comes to that. I just want it to look good enough. I want it to look non-embarrassing. I don't want to like. I don't want to look like. Was it Fifty Cent who threw it like yep. way way oh, up terrible. the first baseline? I, I don't think I would do that. But I don't want to bounce it in. I don't want the story to be. Oh, I heard you threw a first pitch of the game. How'd it go? Ah. I bounced it. You would never live it down here. No. They would bring it up every time. No. Uh, Chris and Amy threw out first pitches on KMOX day. I think they went well from what I remember. If they go well, you don't remember. Yeah, I'm going to have to watch Chris's because. Yeah, I think they may have thrown it out together, if I remember correctly. But I don't. The fact that I don't have a vivid memory of it means they did a good job. When you have the vivid memory is when they don't do a good job. So I think Chris and Amy did all right with that. Uh, Coming up in the 7 o'clock hour, we're going to hear from Bill McDermott. We'll talk a little bit more about the World Series. We'll talk blues hockey. We've got a lot to get to, plus a preview of the Rachel Zimmerman Show. Rachel will be with us towards the end of the program. That's all coming up. It is a uh, Gray Bar Sports Open Line. Again, if you want to join us, 314-436-7900. We'll break for the news and be back after that right here on KMOX. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.